It's Friday. Do you know where your IT pros are? We don't. It's Match and Switch. And now, two guys who are undefeated in winning podcast awards, because they've never been nominated for one, it's Pat and Switch. So, is this thing on? Are we laughing? can't hear you. <laughs> Did you mute your mic? <laughs> so, so far, I think it's just me. I can't hear you. <laughs> uh, hmm. Wow. You, you need to change change to your headset. No. Hey, Steve, why did we lose audio? Yeah. Switching devices. Oh, there you go. How do you <laughs> switch? I can hear you. You got me? You got it? Yeah. That, see, that's Teams. I swear that's Teams because I, I have a mute button and I press the mute button so I don't interrupt announcer guy. And then I undid the mute button, and it's a visual, like it's a blinking light. You're on mute, idiot. You're on mute, idiot. So I turned it off, and I'm talking, and you're saying, I can't hear you. <laughs> so, but then all I did was I go inside the team settings for uh, audio, and then it magically started to work. Like it just had to have a refresh or something. Not bad. Uh, we're, we're good. We're good. Okay. We're good? We got audio now? Okay. We do. We do. And we got have well, joined us. Um, uh oh, uh, that's great. So, yeah, we're gonna say good morning uh, to Absa Blog and Lily Daspin, to uh, Interface B Kowski, Mr. Boxway, shadiest of pandas, uh, Shane Doobie in, in the house, uh, as is Soren and Thready. Thready, Thready, Thready has joined us. Thready has we joined are, us. We are uh, graced with the presence of dinosaurs. That is amazing. We are. I, I thought it was great that I was just in the Death Star for a moment, but now we have a T Rex. Uh, and of course, the uh, Vizio VP, as always, in the house. Um, I do want to, before we get the program started, give a special shout out uh, to Steve, uh, yes. the engineer who has run two fresh uh, new cans, tin cans, and a really long line of stream that runs probably about two miles between our houses. I just hope that none of the cars cross the street where it's currently going on. It's it's actually technically 3.6 kilometers between the two. Uh, and it's actually in a Y shape because it's to you, to me, and then all the way down the hill over into the studio. Yes. That one's a really long one. I think that one there, you actually had to take Baylor twine and, and do some splices in between it to make it work. Does that actually work? I think it does as long as you keep tension on it, but I don't know how he does it around the corners. I don't either. But my concern is that crossing the street here, uh, there's not a lot of traffic here in my neighborhood, but you never know. I, I will say it's a ghost town. Like I, I um, had a friend who went into campus yesterday during regular business hours, and he's like, "It's like, uh, remember the movie? Was it like, um, was it called Forty Eight Hours or Twenty Eight Days or something like that? I forget who it was, but like, you know, when there was like an epidemic zombie outbreak, and it was just like <laughs> emptiness all around." People, uh, people hobbling off in the dark corners with packets of uh, of uh, Purell and um, and cotton nail toilet toilet paper. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it is definitely quiet, but but nonetheless, the show must go on. So of we're course. here. Yes, we're, we're here. Oh, by the way, Threddy did say you you sounded better at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay. Well, I I, I don't. <laughs> When I was muted, thank you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I better have another drink of coffee here. This is yeah. my homebrew coffee. Sorry. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> this is, I this is weird because we are literally. I mean, I could be to your house in less than five minutes. Yeah, both done. Uh, but no, it, it, we're banned. Yeah. So if if we do appear in the same room, we must stay at least six feet away from each other. That's I correct. do believe, which and is outside of the range of camera. 
Correct. So that would be a really wide angle lens. That would look very funny if we had to do that. Or else we could do like a perspective shot and have like a two camera setup where one's on me and then the other one you're in the distance and then flip it around the other way. That could possibly work as well. That sounds really complicated to me. <laughs> we do not have the budget, that's for sure. <laughs> that is that is absolutely for sure. Uh, so so what's happening? What's going on? It's it, it's another it's another week. Uh, another fortnight has has, has passed. Um, uh, nothing major happening here. So so for me, I I was actually supposed to be in Zurich right now. I would have been just finishing off in Zurich for a conference for Microsoft Ignite the Tour. Uh, but obviously, the the our hand was forced by the Swiss government. Uh, who went ahead and basically canceled all gatherings of a thousand people or more, and apparently there were a thousand twenty-three people registered for the Zurich event. So we just crossed over the line, and they had to cancel it. Right, so that was very unfortunate. But it meant that I got to come home early. So uh, I got to come home early, came down here, uh, and then actually I've been working on some pretty cool stuff, playing around with Windows Admin Center uh, and cluster creation wizards, uh, because I've got some cluster hardware that I finally have racked. Uh, from data on, and I've been going through breaking and fixing and breaking and fixing the whole concept of cluster creation in order to make some really cool demos for Azure Stack HCI. So it's been you kind were, of fun there. You, you were building some scripts on configuration and rewriting some things last we chatted. So you, you've moved on, you've actually got it configured, and now you're into the content creation mode. So the content creation mode is there. Um, we, we had an we, we had an uh, a visceral argument, I will say, um, between between Oren Thomas on my team from Australia and Thomas Maurer. So basically, the, the two Thomases, uh, Thomas the train was not involved, uh, but the concept was. So, so hang on, hang on. There was an argument. Yes. With those two. Yes. Could, could anybody hear it? <laughs> Well, the funny part was people. <laughs> so, so the funny thing is, you have the cursing outback uh, Australian um, Oren vehemently defending his position, and then you had Thomas just very matter-of-factly quoting <laughs> facts and order, and you know never raising his voice above uh, twelve decibels. So it was awesome watching it go. Um, but here's the argument. How many times have you been in a room of 300 people or 1,000 people or 10,000 people, screens all over the place, and you're trying to watch a demo? And the demoer's uh, laptop is set up in such a way that it's running at uh, some 4K resolution on a 1080p monitor, and the font size is like three points because that's the size that it is. How many times has that happened to you? Uh, Countless. Countless. <laughs> so. So, so one thing that we do to make sure that doesn't happen, uh, there's the 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 Orin camp, which is um, record your videos for demos if you're going to do recorded demos, but you do it at 720p that gets displayed on a 1080p monitor, which auto scales it to basically uh, 150% of the total size. Um, that way you don't have to worry about doing any zooms and things just work and browsers just work. So in case you're an idiot like me sometimes, uh, don't answer that, uh, you'll end up with uh, the properly sized screen that anyone can read it. However, it is uh, slightly lesser quality because of the doubling of the pixels or whatever it is, 150% size of the pixels. In the orderly European Union Swiss certified account uh, version, he's like, no, 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 just do 1080p, but then set your um, scaling to 150%. Lo and behold, it works beautifully. And so the argument was finally settled when I took the stage during our tech check and I had two videos recorded, one the way that Oren wants it and one the way that Thomas wants it. And I literally went through and flipped this one. Okay, this one. Okay, this one. Okay, this one. And I had it frozen at the exact same screenshot of like a login prompt or something like that. Uh, and I have to say, I'm, I'm on the side of Team Swiss. Um, I like the cleaner, crisper uh, 1080p, but set at 150 uh, scaling. So um, we've been rated. <laughs> the C Sharp Fritz has rated. Um, uh, oh my gosh! Twitch program. <laughs> so oh, nice. uh, I, th I think we've hit like a record number of viewers now. So hello and welcome to everybody in C Sharp Fritz's coding squad. Oh nice! Um, you, you'll learn absolutely nothing from us. 
uh, <laughs> if, or you might learn the difference between 720 resolution and 1080 resolution and the Swiss versus the Australian. And that's probably it. But welcome welcome to the Patch and Switch program. Thanks to C-Sharp Prince for rating, rating uh, the, the Patch and Switch program. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so what was the resolution? So the the resolution, ha ha, who look at that one there, bad dad jokes already. Uh, the resolution was, um, it depends. Right? We, we, we've decided so to go. Wes isn't on the call, so that doesn't count. Yeah. And so what I, what I decided to say was, look, uh, we'll write up the results of our thorough testing uh, into a nice half pager as far as um, recommended best practices for video, uh, and then go ahead and make them available to folks that are creating content and working with us to be able to make their choice. The, the challenge becomes, you know, telling someone to record in 720 is, or to do their demos in 720 is probably gonna be easier for them to do than actually saying, Go here, go to your display settings, change this resolution, change that resolution. Um, we'll see what the the end result is. But uh, um, you know, I was I was watching a demo just yesterday about some really cool stuff that's going to be announced um, very shortly on the Marcus Indovich blog post about it. Uh, and it was a demo from a Mac that was at 1080p, and it was something I could not see. And then they would periodically zoom into an area and back out again. But so you could have a moment of clarity while they zoomed. And as soon as they zoom back out again, it didn't work anymore. So it's uh, just, again, too small, too small screen resolutions gotcha. and how you work with it. Yeah, gotcha. Not I, everybody I, can listen to this. Yeah, I, it's, it's one of those things. Now, does it, here's a question, given that we're all doing this remote work, does it matter when you're doing screen sharing, like what we're doing here? Uh, I could press the screen sharing button, but I really don't want to screw up the podcast. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to choose not to do that right now. No, but that, uh, the, the, the question is, is, I mean, do you change your resolution at all or do you use Zoom when you're doing like webinar type? So, so I absolutely do change my resolution because my main monitor over here to my right, your left, I think it is, I don't know, left, right, whatever, to, anyway, over to the side where this light is coming from. Um, that one there uh, is set for 4K. And if you share out a 4K screen with somebody else and they just got like a, a smaller 1080p monitor or something like that, it's like, hello? It's, like, it's impossible <laughs> to see, right? So uh, it, becomes, it becomes a bit of a challenge. Uh, so I do make the choice of uh, making that change. But, you know, this is in the realm of um, the realm of the world that we live in right now of having to forcefully reimagine how to do events and how to do online engagement uh, all while working from home. Uh, people have been doing it for years. I've been a remote employee for the better part of a dozen years of the 15 I've been at Microsoft. And, uh, you know, remote work is just the norm for me. Uh, whereas other people, it's like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't even have a desk at home. And they're all, you know, passing threads back and forth on Twitter on on how to be able to, to look after it. I think it was, um, uh, you know, um, you know, Michael, uh, in the Jeff Medford organization, Michael cops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he works on content with ignite and stuff like that. Uh, he was saying, you know, he's wearing a big ball cap on and, and, uh, he was having his camera turned on and, and chatting with us. And he says, yeah, I've been working from home now for three hours and already my dog has barfed twice in my office. <laughs> <laughs> like first world problems, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, certainly Dev says zoom is great. Live mode is fantastic. Um, yes. I'm yes. Yeah. I haven't used live mode. What what is live mode? That's control. The default key sequence is control four. Uh, oh, is yeah, live yeah, mode. yeah. Gotcha. No, control. Normally, if you do a control one, it takes a screenshot and then zooms in on it, and then you can write on it with the screen, but it's not actually live. But control four is live, or you can actually just do the Windows key plus to do the built-in Windows uh, magnifier. But I find that one is a little bit unruly with how that works. Uh, so Absoblog literally says when I shared my coding, the first thing everyone asked is to increase the font size. Oh yeah. Boom Boom says totally matters in screen sharing. When I screen share, I zoom at least 200% because okay. Uh, Mr. Beckman says he's tried doing internal training with shared screens that are 4k in teams. Yeah. It doesn't work for people with smaller screens, even with zoom it. Uh, yeah. and, and I will absolutely share dark mode is evil. Okay. Look at me. 
Re- reply to me. Everybody makes sense. Dark mode is evil. Uh, it's phenomenal if you're coding and working with it. But in a dark room, no matter oh, what yeah. your contrast level is, uh, it's going to be very hard to read your font size and your fonts themselves in your code or your scripts or whatever it is you're doing. Try to go with regular old white because it just shows up better with a high contrast color. That's why I like uh, PowerShell ISE back in the day <laughs> because – and I say back in the day because no one uses it anymore. Well, less and less people use it with the uh, lovely PowerShell extensions inside of VS Code um, because it had a presentation mode and it was white background, contrasting colors, and it automatically bumped up the font size. You didn't even have to think about that. C-Sharp Fred says he's had great success with remote presenters for virtual conferences like .NET. Uh, yeah. Hugo Dahl asks – I work from home, but do I wear pants? How do I get coffee? <laughs> um, so, so we're actually under a mandate through the EULA for us to yeah. actually be able to live stream this broadcast that both of us be uh, wear, wearing pants. Um, and we, we they, however, they did not qualify what type of pants, though. No, uh, I will mention I, that. Just stay seated. Um, and we had to bring our own coffee, unfortunately. But the, the good thing is, is there's actually a, a Starbucks up the road, of course, because it's Seattle. Mr. Blacksway changed jobs in January. Now he works from a newly rebuilt home office. Norm for him, too. Works great. You know what? I'm missing I'm missing my stand-up desk. I haven't oh, really called yeah, desk because I'm in the studio. But that desk is designed to have um, audio equipment that's, you know, raised up you know, several inches, six, eight inches. So uh, it's still not quite ideal, but we're, we're making it work. Yeah, I, I think um, this little work stint for the next month at home um, with no travel is going to make me break down and actually buy a proper standing desk. I've got one of those, um, I want to say 1980s or 1970s uh, accounting L-shaped brown fake press wood desks that I got for like 50 bucks off of Craigslist uh, that I really just should probably throw out <laughs> and then properly do it. But, um, oh my gosh, uh, you want to talk about desks. Um, you, you know how I love people that promote and p- take pictures of their work environment. Jessica Dean on uh, Abel Wang's team is part of my organization. She posted her work environment and her desk. Have you seen that? No. Oh my gosh. Let me go see if I can find the URL for that one there. It is so a freaking amazing for what she's got set up. And she fully did a beautiful, um, I would say, uh, gorgeous um, uh, home uh, work from home uh, glorification post about what she did. It is absolutely freaking beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So um, course, you did cause quite the stir um, with your dark mode comment, Mr. Blacksway. No dark mode, all the things. Uh, Robert Taylor says unsubscribe. Yeah, uh, well, let's see now. Let, let me clarify before people start start <laughs> like painting me to the wall here. Dark mode is fine for when you're working for yourself and doing stuff for yourself. I am all dark mode all the time. It's on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. Factually correct. Not a great way to go. And I will stand by that and die in that hill. <laughs> Saduki says, yay, finally somebody talks about the problem of dark mode in presentations in dark rooms. Uh, Rambling Geek says, ISE theme for VS Code. That came up in a uh, Jeffrey Snover tweet this morning I saw. Oh, yes. Yep. Um, let's see. Absoblog and Lily copy-paste from dark mode code into Outlook sucks as it includes the background and it looks ugly. <laughs> there is a key suite gifts you can use where it's only paste-only text, and I forget uh, what it is on Windows 10. Hugo Dahl has uh, obvious has apparently resolved his pant problem, saying Daisy Dukes all the way. Who <laughs> did you? Um, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh my goodness, is it is it Stealthy seventy nine? Um, this is where I need my glasses. Uh, streaming and Twitch YouTube mixer is limited to ten eighty p sixty frames per second. Many viewers have bandwidth problems with that resolution, especially on a mobile phone, and have data cap seven twenty is the best they should do for their screens. Uh, C-Sharp Fred's talking about dark mode all the time on stream. Most folks use Twitch, internet video, tablets and phones. So I guess it's a little different dark mode when you're streaming versus if you are in person. Well, see, streaming and in person, um, like how far away are you from your monitor right now when you're streaming and watching a stream? Like you are an arm's length away. When you're on a screen that is 20 feet tall, 30 feet tall, inside of an open air space of 5,000 people or even 300 people, it doesn't yeah. work. Absolutely yeah. does not work. Uh, so this is, this is part of the preparedness that we all do. We test stuff out uh, by walking the room before people get in to go to the very, very back to see what it looks like, right? Yeah. 
Celsi says, um, no pants is actually also considered some sort of having pants on. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, so, uh, Visio MVP, do you have standing off around standing desks? Absolutely. <laughs> the entire L-shaped desk uh, rise at work. There's L-shaped. Oh, L-shaped desk that, that can stand. That's awesome. Okay. Well, that might work for me then. Because, again, I'm kind of corner. You can see behind me, I've got a corner, right? This is the corner of the room that I'm in, in my home office. Uh, so I have this little fortress of protection. <laughs> L-shaped. It's like my own little play. It's 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 my blanket fort. <laughs> the the Hugo doll says Costco has a rather st uh, decent standing desk for only three hundred dollars. I'm not going near that place right now. Yeah, that, that's definitely. That's a crazy one. There's uh, one at the bottom of the hill where we live too. Yeah, well, the line is actually coming all the way up to our houses. So, uh, Jessica Dean's home setup link is in the chat for those of you who have joined the chat. Those of you watching, oh, that's amazing. Yes, no, and, and so that's a handcrafted desk that she made. But then she goes through each piece and what it costs for each piece. Oh my gosh, something's happening! I see something on the screen right now. I don't know how that's possible. You don't see this, but I see this on the live screen. Oh, the I think I think this is Steve. The, Steve yeah, is enhancing Steve is the stream. <laughs> that awesome. is wicked. Yeah, I, I like how the fact that that browser is also not dark theme. Just so you noticed. Yes. Oh, now it's just it's disappearing now. Okay, that was awesome. Well done, Steve. Um, the the chat is the chat has bloated up, um, yeah. and I'm doing my best to 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 to, to stay touch. But, um, but have you done any work this week at all? Just out of curiosity, you know. So far, it's all me all the time. So you must have done some work. No, I have. Um, as part of this uh, new moving to remote, um, our travel has been. Um, restricted and there is a big training that I was supposed to be running in Orlando starting on Monday. Um, and so we are moving that virtual. And so I've been having um, lots of conversations with a lot of people trying to give them some of the best practices that we've even talked about here um, where we, you know, making sure that uh, because what's going to happen is they're bringing actually all of their people into Orlando, but we have to present remotely. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, some tips that, that, that we have, um, trying to, uh, and, and it's something I want to try to encourage some of my presenters to do in person as well, which is when they're describing things that you could use the, the portal, uh, when talking about features, when talking about things, you can show it in the portal versus showing a slide deck. that's one of those things to keep it a little more engaging, obviously having your webcam on. Um, is another piece uh, having another person help with with Q and A if possible, so that the you know this is I've done a ton of webinars over the last three weeks. I, I think I've done eight, um, and it's it's always great to have somebody helping in the Q and A um, wherever yeah. possible. And that's kind of the advantage of doing this event remotely, is that um, you know before we were very limited to the number of people we could bring down. Now we actually have access to pretty much <laughs> really the entire engineering team at this point. So. Um, can people sub in as required? Just matter yeah. because you're the setup all works. I, I cannot stress. We actually, for the first time in history of the show, did prep work to make sure today worked. <laughs> if that's what you called the chaos, that was the conversation yesterday in the five minutes that you actually gave us for prep. Yes, that yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, going back to the chat um ikea oh there's a lot of talk about uh standing the desks. ikea desks yeah the, the ikea desks are quite popular on the interwebs um the, i saw something so uh, i don't want to show you right now because i've kind of basically pushed everything back to make room for my laptop on in my studio environment but um i did see a photo that I have another desk that's, or uh, it's actually more like a dresser that's actually sitting off to the side here. It has um, all my records, all the vinyl and everything. And um, there was a setup that I saw online uh, by Defected Music, Defected Records, a house music label out of the UK. Uh, and they actually had that same setup, but on the wall, they had like a tilted uh, shelf with all the DJ, like the mixer and the two CD players, and then the, the monitor sitting next to it. And I'm like, well, there's a big wall right in front of where my desk is here. Perhaps mm -hmm. that might be an option. I'm going to have to look at how do I transform what is normally used for, you know, music production a couple of hours at a time or mixing a couple of hours at a time and not really designed for day-to-day for -day work use, how to, how to transform the space. 
I'm not losing the kegerator that's right there, though. No, no, no. The kegerator has to stay, man. Kegerator yeah, kegerator, that's a rule. It's due for some cleaning, I think, though. We probably have to finish that up, eh? Yeah, yeah. I have to. I do have to replace the lines in it eventually. <laughs> nice. Um, so uh, if you have tips, uh, and I want to hear from folks, if, if you're online and you're listening to this back in the replay, um, let's hear your tips to at Patch and Switch on all the social medias and show us your show us your desk setups. We'd love to see that. Um, on Twitter and on the Instagrams, and, and we'll share out some of our favorite home workspace ideas. Um, and I see in the chat room, the Rambling Geek has just posted a link to a, a standing desk as well. Um, there's a big conversation on standing desks, and then there is still a dark mode, light mode battle going on. And I would <laughs> we, need like to have a, we need to have a live poll, basically. And we didn't, you know, we, we totally could have done that. Oh yeah. Again, this you, is you know, this is us exploring all the possibilities. This is like old news for C sharp Brits for like, oh yeah, man, I stream all the time. I get all sorts of interaction. I can raid people, all sort of stuff. This is new for us. <laughs> C sharp Brits, go ahead, run a live poll. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get all of his followers to go off and say dark mode rules. Come to the dark side. <laughs> Uh, Rambling Geek just posted a, 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 a link to his setup. So I think what we'll do is is we'll ask Steve if he hasn't dozed off, um, if he wants to just uh, um, uh, if he wants to just kind of highlight some of the, the setups that he's got there. And uh, otherwise, this is, honestly, this is honestly really weird having us in completely different buildings and then Steve in a yet another completely different building trying to be able to keep things working. This is crazy. Uh, yeah, and the fact that he's got control is absolutely frightening. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. C sharp Fred says ten hours of streaming each week, thousands of hours. Yeah, he's been doing this. We we should we should get C sharp Fritz on as a guest. Right, that's the next question. Can we get three people on Teams and have it work correctly? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it something. out. I guess it would have like a. It would probably cut one of us in a third and <laughs> have an up or down, whatever it is. That's yeah, possible. We, we should get C Sharp Fritz on and get his best practices for streaming and, and for, 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 for remote work. Because, I mean, isn't streaming remote work, essentially? Uh, I'd say so. You know, oh, oh look, there's something just came on here. There is a straw poll currently going on. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Come to the dark side. Show us a light. Oh, you've got a dark mode poll. Well, okay. well done. I got to go and hit that link now just to make sure I get my vote in. <laughs> the link is in the chat. You can go off and link on it. I'm going to say enter the lights for sure. Vote. There we go. Come on. Let's get our votes in there. Uh, Esposito asking, who is the Fritzy guy? Um, just click his link and, and you'll see. C Sharp Fritz is, is a good friend of the program, and we really appreciate his rating uh, of the program and, and giving us above five he, viewers for the day. He, he actually has uh, viewership, so that is really good. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I'm just going to call him FB. FB says, welcome to 2020, my old buddies. Yeah, we're, we're a little behind. We, we, we so we, in, in all fairness, we've been lucky because through the, the life of the patch and switch program, we've had the support of Golnaz and the channel 19. So we've always had a nice little fancy studio to do the show. We've always been able to have a live streaming platform. And we've not really leveraged the platforms to its fullest extent because we kind of do, you know, we drop into the studio and we have um, we have the show and we just kind of use the chat. We don't really need to go beyond that. I think this is going to really we've been talking about this this year, how we're going to enhance the patch and switch program. Yeah, I think I think this this work from home thing is going to force us to do that rather quickly. I think so. Yeah. We, we, well, we have at least one more episode like this uh, because of the way the weeks fall. So Absolutely. we'll have to plan out for more. Now, is this going to be any better? Because, you know, we could have another poll going on right now. Come on. There's still at like 71 to 29. That's insane. Um, we where uh, we could be going Mixer versus Twitch because, you know, I did get an email from Mixer the other day asking me, um, did I still want to have my account live over there uh, and patch and switch? Were we ever going to do anything? So they are starting to actively court us or for some reason, me visiting the website triggered a cookie, which made them realize I was still alive. And then there was one of their automated bots to send me the email, one or the other. Well, look, we'll just. At this point, uh, why why break what's kind of working? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Absolute Blog literally says four people works well on Teams. 
Uh, Cooper Beardley said something about a squirrel costume. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Uh, C-Sharp Fritz streaming his remote work and an everyday webinar. So we need to, we need to get C-Sharp Fritz on for the next program. Uh, yeah. We'll work on that. Um, we'll we'll oh, call his agents. Oh, it's Frank. Uh, 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 oh, uh, Frank FB, our good buddy. Okay, hi, Frank. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cooper Beardley uh, tweeted his home setup. So take a look there. Uh, nice. And he's he's just posted uh, posted his link. Um uh, na, 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 na. Fritz and friends. Wow. These guys mentioned Golnaz Channel Nine thing. Oh, look at that! That's cool. That's nice. It's and, a good thing I got the stream running on a separate monitor. I can see what's going on. Yeah. Now, now the question is: Is does, does your keyboard do the clicky click thing? Is it one of those mechanicals, or is yeah, it quiet? I, I've got a clicky click as well, uh, as well as a quiet one. I got both. Um, so it's nice. Look at all the different ones coming up here. This is so cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. See, sir. C sharp Fritz mixer doesn't support closed captioning. That's a standard for us to know yeah, as, as with us. Uh, Robert tables would be happy to be a guest. If you start looking for that. Oh, of course. Always looking for that keyboards. Are we talking about keyboards now? No, we're not talking about I don't know. that's next. Holy crap. That's going to be a massive topic. Um, we've completely gone off topic because we were talking so, about the first word show, which is from the trenches, the things that we're doing with a lot of remote yeah. uh, training. How about uh, the second segment of the show is all about beer money, and that's uh, where we do tech support for friends, friends and family, family's dogs, family's cats, uh, occasionally the odd ferret, uh, but never a moose. Uh, what have you been doing this week? Uh, well, so first of all, it looks like the dark side is has fully won the straw. <sighs> um, dark mode Great. keyboard interface beast dark mode keyboard. That was actually sorry, I, I couldn't miss that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a little bit of modification of the home network to support the fact that I am doing a lot of streaming and a lot of webcasting. Um, so that included um, setting some some quality of service quality of service policies, nice, um, which were required to ensure that um, the bandwidth all belongs to me. Nice. <laughs> what kind of what, do you have the uh, um, what kind of uh, router are you working with these days for where your wireless at your house? Are you still everything. doing uh, a dedicated one? Yeah, so everything's ubiquity. Yeah, yeah. So I do have the the security uh, the the um, secure yeah. gateway. Secure gateway. Uh, I've got two multiple uh, the, APs. The the flying saucer APs, and then I've got um, two managed switches. Yeah. So the managed switch prioritizes my traffic that comes from the studio. Um, and then the security gateway also prioritizes that. And then the wireless gets secondary. Yeah. Have you uh, been following uh, our good friend Tim Hewer online in the last couple of days? I, I, I started following that and then I, I, I got it kind of saved and, and saved to the side. Are there some highlights I need to go review? Well, it's basically just uh, newer equipment on the Bikri side of things. Um, so they now have replaced the separate devices for medium-sized networks and even large-sized networks where you used to have to have a security gateway and then a switch and then a remote management capability like Cloud Key to be able to work on stuff. It's now a single device called a Dream Machine, uh, which looks freaking awesome. <laughs> and the Dream Machine basically- Hold on, is, I'm gonna look at that. Yeah, look at that one there. So the Dream Machine you know, is about as big as, as my, my Hydro Flask uh, size-wise, uh, but then built in the back of it is a four-port switch uh, plus it also is the cloud key, plus it also is the security gateway all in once, about $299 US uh, for that. Now, the biggest criticism of that particular dream machine, which is the portable small medium sized one, uh, is that it is uh, not power over ethernet. So you can't run your oh. APs with it. Yeah. So that's why you have to have a second switch, which is power over ethernet to be able to do it. But then the other cool thing that I'm thinking about investing is um, they have $90 uh, wall mount APs yes. that are mini switches as well that you yeah. can then basically mount. So I could have one of those in each of the kids' rooms uh, that could be used uh, and work with it um, because it would uh, allow me to – the biggest thing for me is – I have not set the signal strength of the large APs to be smaller, to make yeah. it so that it forces you to switch to the proper one that's closest to you. So right. even though I'm at one end of the house, I could be picking up the AP that's way at the other end of the house right. uh, and getting crappier wireless performance. 
So the shadiest the panda mentions there is a pro version of the the the, the dream machine that is rack mount. Yep. But um, you know what I'm interested in? Do you know? I, I've looked at those wall mount switches. Are those managed? So can you do QoS of those devices? Well, the, the QoS you know? is uh, the QoS is um, mostly the on the. Through the security gateway for yeah, yeah. at least the event outbound traffic, uh, and I believe that the pro version is because um, you have the ability to control it with your controller, right? So, but but Tim's going full whole hog. He's actually going for the cameras, and he's got monitoring systems and recording systems and stuff like that. So, uh, someone got a nice raise or something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> completely re-architect his wireless solution. Yeah, I, so. I, I've I've been looking at those in-wall switches as a potential uh, modification of the, the current system here, um, yeah. and then be able to put one of the big access points uh, out in the garage. Yeah. So I've. I've got to um, eventually go in and just basically rip out my wiring closet that I have inside of my regular closet because uh, it's just a horrible mess and get proper punch downs and proper setups and stuff like that. So I might be making an investment in the very near future to uh, finally get that done and then call over my uh, my wiring experts who are better at I am than uh, doing punch downs to be able to uh, get it looking nice and neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guar. Sorry, it has to be said that way. Um, <laughs> as I've been traveling a lot with the new job, I picked up a TP-Link portable router. Works okay. Curious as to what you are using when traveling. Nice. Uh, what do you use when? Oh, there's 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 the squirrel costume now. Squirrel the costume. <laughs> nice. Um, the uh, so I, I want to know this, what do you use? Do you use anything when you're traveling? Uh, personally, I don't actually, um, I've just been using whatever, cause well, first thing, most of the travel I'm doing is to a conference venue where they have managed Wi-Fi, uh, right. and then they put up, they, they put up, uh, the infrastructure that my wireless devices are already configured to use for, you know, MSFT demo network, um, yeah. uh, the, the MSFT event network and that sort of stuff. So I don't have to worry about that too much. Um, it was funny cause Colleagues of, of mine, when they were in India last year, uh, in Bangalore, I think it was, um, they they were sequestered, or maybe it was Mumbai, they were sequestered into the hotel because there was a national election taking place. And so they had, a comp they had to compress the conference down to one day. The second day they needed to work, but they weren't allowed to go to the conf conference center. So they actually um, went across the street to one of the electronics malls and they picked up a Wi-Fi router to be able to simply jack in and do a Mac address clone to make it look like it was a PC uh, to go in and attach up to the Wi-Fi network and then rebroadcast it uh, in the in the hotel because we all know how great the hotel security is for Wi-Fi uh -huh. and for different access points. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it definitely works. I used to carry a travel router, but that was like honestly like five years ago or something like that, um, which was uh, they had a really nice one even just from Linksys that was the size of a wall plug that would plug into the wall and they would have like three three or four ports on it uh, and it was able to go in and, and act as an actual security router or could work as a rebroadcaster of existing uh, networks and then make them so you didn't have to register to use that particular uh, MAC address once again on the system. Yeah, I, I used one of those as well. And actually, I think I had one that actually had like a little 10 milliamp battery or something in it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, look at that setup. That's we we are outclassed, my friend. Our office setups are a bit behind the times. I, I think so. I think so. And and we do get it. There is a little delay from the time that we actually see these because we don't actually get to see the the stream until it's it's live. So uh, if, if 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 something pops up on the screen and and you uh, you're like, oh, finally they've noticed it's because there is a little broadcast <laughs> delay. It's also so that in case you drop the f bomb, we can mute you. I won't say it. I won't say it. Um, I, I've not used a travel router in quite some time either because I'm in the same situation where most of the things that I'm doing are not from the hotel room, um, yeah. but would be interested to know if they, have they improved, have they gotten better? And, and maybe that's something can let uh, us know is, if, yeah, I mean, if using my, my, one is better than, than, you know, say just connecting to the, the normal network. Yeah, the, the technology I don't think has the ability to improve all that much. It's mostly just the user experience of actually using them, my guess would be. The you know, but like one thing I do appreciate is with the ubiquity setup is the ability to go in and to make VPNs back into it if you needed to jump back to your home network or something like that. For uh, sure. You can do that. 
Yeah, you can attach, and you can attach some of the more um, commonly used VPN solutions out there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, did you say you have a PoE switch? Is it Unify switch from UBNT? Uh, does it inject 48 volt PoE so that you can run the Unify access points? Yes. Um, I have. I, that's exactly the switch that I have. I have the eight port switch. So it goes from the security gateway. That switch powers the security gateway and it powers the cloud controller. Sorry, it does not. It does not power the security gateway because that's powered. It yeah. powers the cloud controller and then it sends a signal down uh, the two lines. Uh, one is in my office at the back of the house. The other is upstairs in the other end of the house toward the front of the house. And it powers both of those access points. So that's yeah. yeah. Uh, my friend um, Barnaby Jeans is actually selling me his 24-port uh, Ubiquiti switch, which is a managed switch that has <clears> – <throat> I don't think all of them. I think maybe 12 of them are powered. Uh, it might be all of them. I have to check um, for my reconfiguration inside of the uh, the room. I'm actually probably going to end up having to get a short-depth communication, you know, the – not the full rack depth, but the half the half rack depth version for a couple of rack mounts. Uh, so I'll probably be going that route uh, during my remodel of stuff. And I also like to finally put uh, my NAS replacement box down there, running Server 2019, uh, yeah. would be in there as well. Uh, and then also that new um, foamy ball thing that is the dream machine uh environment the rack mount version of the dream machine uh is a bit larger because it is rack mounted and uh it's a bit too much capacity for what i have for the house it's also an extra hundred bucks dude and, and Svizito asking hey didn't we discuss routers last episode and <laughs> jay shocker so dude we're, we're infrastructure people we love routers well, all but, the time. But, you know we had some new guests um, who have joined yep. the program including the guar uh, who asked the question. So we want to make sure that we address the question. Um, Mr. Blacksmith's got the same setup that I'm running, however, only one access point. Um, it looks like others, uh, very similar setups that we have. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I apologize to the Guar. Uh, I don't have a travel router recommendation. I did see a thread that was on Twitter about it. Um, I just don't know what, what the recommendation ever ended up becoming. Yeah. You know what? I'm actually just thinking I'm going to love listening to you try to read off the list of attendees at the end of the show. <laughs> I just pulled it up. It's, it's massive. There's no what, way we're going to be able to do it. We're going to try. We're going to try. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll need two minutes. We'll need yes. two minutes. Um, so what about you? What have you been doing for beer money support? Uh, obviously, with a lot of people home, have you had to do some adjustments? So, so far, not. Um but what I have done is uh, around actually password security. Uh, I've had a number of my kids uh, now all of a sudden like, hey, how come I don't have my school account on my laptop? And and I thought it was there. And and where's my one password file to get access to all my passwords? So yeah. my, my goal my goal before Christmas was to get all my family onto one password password manager. And then the problem is that, of course, they set up passwords that they don't know as their master password because uh, they forget them. Then I have to go in and reset it. Uh, and then they download the, you know, PDF super secret. Here is your break glass in case of thing, uh, right. in case of emergency. But then they lose that freaking PDF somewhere. Um, so that's rather been annoying for sure. Uh, and, you know, I, one of the school districts up by us is actually switched over. I think uh, Shoreline is switched over to um, doing remote learning yeah, for North everybody. North Shore is starting uh, remote yeah. learning starting Monday. Uh, yeah. Our school district, LWSD, has not done that. They're providing instead uh, keeping people inside schools and just simply working with um, you know hygiene routines to make it so yeah. people can keep on working. I, I don't see that continuing very long. But that's yeah. I think the pressure is going to make a change, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, and I don't want to get into the debate. Um, obviously, safety and security and sanity and all of those things have to be kind of taken into account. But yeah. Um, what about so? What about random spending because you're home? <laughs> so, um, one piece of random spending that I just did uh, because I'm going to be going out for wheeling this weekend. Uh, is I finally went around and got myself uh, a CB radio. <laughs> oh, look at that. 
So, so you gonna, do you have to install the big whip antenna? So I've, I've got the whip antenna arriving later. Uh, that the goes on the back whip, of the truck. Whip antenna. Whip. The whip. little bit of dull whip, orange whip. Uh, yeah. So the whip antenna is going on uh, for stuff. And um, it looks like it's actually going to be a pretty good day for some wheeling. Uh, I used to have a handheld one that I would use that was um, apparently illegal in the United States. Did not know that. <laughs> It's it's a it's Are you a doing it, something illegal. It could end up being something gross, like a nine thousand dollar fine if you're caught using it. So um, yeah, make sure you read those reviews on the Amazon's um, the box store uh, to make sure if you're using something that is properly um, regulated by the United States. Yeah, yeah, the FCC. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they're rather important that way. And eventually, you know, this summer, my goal is to finally get my um, technical certification for ham, ham radio, in which case I'm going to swap that little guy out. Are you so. going to get a big whip antenna for the house to have a massive ham radio for the house? Well, legally, I am allowed to erect a radio tower if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> Okay, you're, you're and not going, the HOA is not allowed to say anything about it. You're not going full prepper on us, are you? No, no, no. Okay, I'm Canadian. Our, our prepper is just making sure we got a dozen uh, Timbits on hand at all times. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Although you only have a half a dozen now because I stopped by for for a little sharing. Yeah, That's all right. Um, I, I've I've ran a tent um, because the office, uh, my little studio room, is at the back of the house, um, and I have gear and stuff piled up. There's only one heat register here, and it kind of tends to not be that efficient. I've had to buy a space heater. <laughs> you know, that's a sign you're getting old, my friend. <laughs> no, it's the sign that the that this room. I mean, because it's not used, right? It's just generally yeah. it's just off to the side, and and I mean, I'm only in here a few hours at a time. Uh, and now that I'm spending the entire day in here, yeah, it's like uh, time time for a space heater. So uh, that that's coming. Though uh, it does appear that the, they are slowing uh, one day and two day uh, Amazon deliveries right now. Oh yeah, no, there's there's definite uh, shortages all around that they have to worry about. Uh, yes, uh, the, Mr. Blackswell, he's, he, he's uh, the Family Guy reference. That's where I'm going when I say when I say the the, the whip antenna or cool whip. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, Kyle Beckman says, "Good chair, good desk, good coffee, space heater fan." Those are all things yeah. that you need. To have. Uh, let's see. Uh, wrap. Uh, we'll just say wrap. Uh, now to what matters? Which beer are you guys brewing lately? Yes. Oh, I'm glad we can switch to the third segment of the show known as Beer Talk. Um, we are making investments in our ingredients to be able to go off and to finally do one of Joey Snow's. Uh, we need to have a hazy IPA or a regular IPA, juicy IPA, one or the yep. other. So that's on our next list. I still have and still um, enjoy um, my scotch ale that I made uh, well over a couple of months ago uh, in from our bright tank. So serving directly from the bright tank, we we're able to get a tap on the end of it and pour beer perfectly. Don't even have to worry about kegging it, which is awesome. Um so that has been quite nice. And I will say, being at home means I can go downstairs and, oh, I'll just have a little bit of scotch ale here. Yeah, I, I don't even have to go downstairs. It's literally the kegerator is just right. It's empty. But the, the, the good thing is the kegerator, it's also a fridge. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do have a actually I, I stopped and grabbed a growler uh, when I was coming back from the south part of Seattle the other day at uh, Georgetown Brewery. Uh, yeah. For, polishing that off a little bit, but, um, yeah, we do need to work on that juicy IPA. And then, um, I think it's a little, it's a little late in the season to be going into the Porter, but you know, I did want to do a Porter using a different, a different, uh, lagering. So. We, we missed the calendar, right? Like right now we should be making the stuff we need to have for the spring, uh, sorry for the fall because we're now entering spring. And yep. so not fall summer, Come on, Rick. What's going on? I was going to say, uh, I mean, that's that's I mean, you can plan that ahead if you need to. Yeah. 
Yeah, so so we missed out on Porter Month and for um, a nice uh, stout as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, that means that we need to do some lagering, which ties up our production facilities for a while. So um, I need to also work that into the schedule. I think we need to probably do a couple of quick brews first, get some yeah. inventory, and then go for the lager to be able to uh, go through. But the alternative is, you know, we, we could always call a meeting of the minds and uh, make an investment in another conical fermenter slash unit tank as well but that's true that requires that we have to enter and open the purse strings yeah exactly um we we do need to look at getting some some inventory just on our normal pail that normal little pale ale is just quite nice and that's just that's always a good one just to have around yeah um let's see oh oh uh uh it's venetius that's that's who asked the question so nice and then, of course, the Guar said he had to take the bearded dragon out of his home office uh, because nice. it was getting too hot in the room. And, of course, the Guar has a bearded dragon. I mean, <laughs> how do you not have a bearded dragon when your name is Guar? Uh, yeah, I, I forgot about one random spend, which I can probably uh, – I will have to share because I know my kids don't listen to this. Is um, <laughs> I just I just have a new driver in the house. So I'm about oh, to have another new driver as well. So I'm going to have five freaking drivers inside this house, which is insane. Uh, what is your insurance payment? I don't know yet because it hasn't gone up because they don't technically have their license until their birthday later in the month. Oh, fair enough. Okay. And so in the very near future, there will need to be some kind of third vehicle that is purchased. Uh, and I'm exploring all options, including electric vehicles as an option because we don't need range because we have range with the other um with the other vehicles and we have foul weather with the other vehicles uh so potentially an electric vehicle could um end up inside the parking area there was there was some concern on i saw that you posted this on twitter and there was some concern on that twitter thread about uh sharing and charging yeah it's kind of like telling your kids to pick up their socks because my kids like leaving their socks all over the house. They like going barefoot and it's just going to be one of those things, right? Uh, it's, tell it's, them, one, it's one of those things where somebody it, goes to get in the car and leave and there's, it's not charged. And I'm going to say, ha ha, because <laughs> I have my Jeep that I just will drive somewhere. <laughs> uh, KT Baker 77 says Ford Raptor. I agree. Oh, yeah. Raptor's nice looking a little bit. That's big. Not, it's not cheap either though. It's no. not electric. <laughs> yeah, not at all. So I'm taking a friend out uh, four wheeling this weekend, and she has a brand new uh, mullet mobile, <clears throat> otherwise known as the uh, Jeep Gladiator. Uh, so a mullet mobile? Party I, I, I call it a mullet. The it's, party it's, in the back? Is that it's 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 crisp up front, party in the back. Uh, so we're gonna go and break in the tires with that one this weekend. And Spazito has a nice uh, used Honda Accord for sale. Oh, nice. Give me ship it all the way down to Washington. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure anything is possible. I'm pretty sure true. anything is possible. Uh, KT Baker don't need no stupid electrics. Um, all right. So we've kind of covered uh, most of the topics on the show. The next one is going to be the naming segment, which is where we name next week's show, where we're going to use three work safe words. However, one has already uh, been decided upon by the audience, which is war. Oh, uh, nice. But, but we'll need two others. Uh, Johan B. has just joined. Hello. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Ford starts selling an electric Mustang this year. Yeah, I saw that. I'm not sure about that, but anyway. Uh, uh, the um the the one thing I'll mention, kind of on random spending and also on travel with uh, beer talk type stuff. So we're talking about beer in Europe, Prague, Czechoslovakia, Prague uh, from the Czech Republic, um, Copenhagen, and Zurich were the three places that I was this last little week. Uh, beer is obviously you know they have the uh, traditional pilsners or lagers. Pilsners being the lighter beer, and then lagers being the darker, maltier beer. Uh, for, as traditional. Um, I'm like, I got to find something different because whenever I travel, I always look for a brewery to go off and visit. And when we we're in Copenhagen, uh, I'm like, okay, where do you go? What to look for? Found a place. Um, and <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's go. We brought like a whole bunch of people. We sat down and, and did stuff. It was a uh, craft brewery that brews on premises with a seven barrel system. And they do all sorts of craft beer, like crazy craft beer. 
there's 20 of them on tap, which is not normal for what you would see inside of a European beer house. Uh, but the hilarious yeah. thing was, hilarious thing was for dinner, we go all the way to Copenhagen, and instead of getting traditional Copenhagen-style food, mostly seafood and stuff like that, it was a Texas barbecue. So <laughs> we went all the way to Copenhagen to have Texas barbecue, uh, which was actually phenomenal. It's, it's this brewery called War Pigs, and I, I, I like this so much I bought the T-shirt. Uh, so I've got a new War Pigs T-shirt of their lager. Uh, and uh, I tried a number that are different brews, and they were quite good. Uh, but then again, they also had you know sliced brisket. They had uh, pulled pork shoulder. They had some monster beef ribs you could get as well, uh, which Ooh. is quite good. And something called Hush Puppies. Yeah. So I've never had a Hush Puppy before. Yes, you have. Have I? They're deep yes. fried things. Yes. What have I had you a hush puppy? Puppies. I have. I I know you've had hush puppies because you've been with me when we've gotten hush puppies, and you said the same thing then. What is a hush puppy? What is a hush puppy? It's like it's like deep fried jalapenos, aren't they? Deep fried happiness. I thought it was, is it the deep fried jalapeno? No. It, it, so it's typically potato. Um. Uh. You can, but you can you can flavor them. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, uh, it just, it, it, it really, it really depends. So I'm just going to kind of, I'm, I'll look, I'll, I'll cheat and I'll use the interwebs here and just see what, I mean, it's cornmeal, it's flour, baking yeah. powder, um, onion, egg, right. So it's, it's kind of a, I don't know. A mixture paste. Yeah. And then it's deep fried, but you can, you can add things to it, right. Cause it's just a batter. So right. just so just picture your favorite uh, caricature of a someone from someone from Europe speaking a different language, trying to explain what all these different things were to the North Americans uh, who hadn't had them before. Yeah, deep, uh, KT Baker says deep fried cornmeal. Sure, but again, depending on the region, because hush puppies are they, regional. They, they, people can people have their different takes on them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the people talking in the chat room real quick before we jump and say uh, goodbye to everyone about some of the events that are canceled. Yeah, understand um, there is if they cancel Ignite, um, we can tell you um, there have been meetings continuing to plan for Ignite. So as of this point, right. nothing changed. So uh, and I was in one yesterday, yes. <laughs> all remote. It was fantastic. So let's uh, let's not jump the gun there. That's not till September. So let's just kind of get through the next couple of weeks. Got here. it. Uh, and, 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 and we will see, um, and KT Baker, of course, saying Southern, of course, yes. Uh, hush puppies are Southern nuts. We did get them while we were in, I think we were in Texas. We were there in Texas. Yeah, I think we were Houston. in Texas. When we... No, it was Houston. Uh, no, hush puppies were when we went on our little road trip, buddy, when we drove from oh. Houston to Austin. Oh, the suburb. <laughs> yes. If you Houston think it's a suburb of Austin. Hours away. Yes. Yes. It? No. Speaking of Austin and craft beer, uh, I can't go there. We don't have enough time. Oh, man. <laughs> this is your MVP. Hush puppies are shoes. Yes, they're also shoes. <laughs> nice. I, I find it interesting that you went all the way to Copenhagen for Texas barbecue. <laughs> and craft beer. <laughs> uh, that said, there is a fantastic barbecue place up in, in uh, Kenmore. Just, uh -huh. just up the road. Just up the road. Uh, given given the sheer volume of people, um, we're going to go ahead uh, and and do a quick and, and pardon the glasses here as I try to read. Uh, we're going to do a quick goodbye to everybody. So uh, thank you to Absoblog and Lutely, uh, and GR15, Aspen Forrester, Adam. Uh, oh my goodness, uh, Blue Dog, Blue Blood, uh, Boom Boom. Uh, oh my goodness, Commander Root, Dotcomy, Desired by Life, Ensposito, Exchange SME, Fair Brit. Hello W, I am the bull, interface BE, Janiscu, Ka131, commit, Khalid. Is it Khalid or Kayla D? Sorry, Kayla D? Kyla? Kayla D? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Kowski, KT Baker, Michael, Mike, Mike, uh, Morning Sun, Mr. Blacksway, Potter, uh, Ludwig, who joined. I'm glad you could join us. Uh, the Shadiest of Pandas, uh, Shane Doobie, uh, Shin, Soren, Cecil, the, war, the Hugo doll, uh, Thready, the T-Rex. We need to have you back on the program, sir. If you, We will reach out. Our, have our people call your people and they'll do lunch. Uh, Tiny Flip in History, uh, Trofona, VNK, Virgo Pros, Vizio MVP, VizaQ, um, uh, Venicio, uh, Venicius, Venicio. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and Zulu King. 
Yeah, I am. That's what I do. I slaughter names better than anybody else. Uh, but uh, also, Buckeye Guy, Jay Blow, um, our good friend, Mr. Jay Shock, and Steve, the audio guy, for keeping us on the air, getting us on the air to begin with. And we're back in a fortnight's time. We have this site on the show name. I posted that up in, in, in the chat room earlier um, and have since lost. Oh, it's Stand Up Dark Mode. That will be the show name. So it's time where we'll be virtual again, hopefully with a guest to talk about working remotely and doing these webinar kind of streamy. This is a streamy thing, right? And yes. until then, have a weekend, everybody. We'll see you later, buddy. Is the, is the music playing? Are we out? Are we done? Is, is, it, is it finished? I can't hear it. <laughs> Something. Something, something. Okay, I have another meeting again. See ya.